Welcome to the 15-Minute Client Podcast, the show for coaches and experts who want consistent, high-paying clients. It's for those coaches and experts who are tired of the complex automations. They're tired of the hair-raising tech. They're tired of the convoluted funnels. They just want simplicity. If that's you, the 15-Minute Client Podcast is for you. Hey, this is Luke Charlton here, and welcome back to another episode of the 15-Minute <laughs> Ah, screwed that one up. Should we do it again? Let's keep going. Hey, this is Luke Charlton here, and welcome back to the 15 Minute Client Podcast. Very excited to have you here. That's a bit better. On this beautiful Monday morning. Oh, well, actually, it's not even morning anymore. It's it's midday. Just making myself a coffee before I'm going back to finish off a couple of things before I end my day and spend it the rest with Indian olive. Family, and actually, before I get into today's list, I've got a couple of funny stories I want to tell you about both of them. So, first one's about India. We're walking um, just down the local shops here, um, and uh, we're walking past the pub, and there's this guy on his phone, just like leaned up against um, the wall outside the pub, just on his phone, and um, he was bald. And I'm walking past with Indy, and Indy stops, no joke, right in front of him, looks up, points right at his face, so her, her hand is like, you know, a foot away from his head. <clears throat> and, go, and, she, and she goes, look, Daddy, look, nothing on top, nothing on top, look, look, Daddy, like literally, like just... <laughs> I said, yes, Indy, yes, Indy, let, you know, nothing on top, let's go. <laughs> uh, and the guy wasn't very impressed. So that's Indy's story. Then in that same week, so I'm waiting in line just at a... Um, like a cafe type place down the road with, with food and waiting in line for food. I'm with Indian Olive and we're just looking at the, like what to have for lunch, you know, through the glass and there's people lined up behind us also waiting for food. And anyway, I'm looking at the, um, uh, the food and, and then Olive goes, oh no daddy, no daddy. I did a wee wee and I look down and there's a, this massive puddle of wee so Olive's two and a half and she doesn't wear nappies anymore. She's toilet trained, but for whatever reason, she just, I guess she forgot that she didn't have a nappy on and she weed and it was like a gigantic puddle. So I like picked her up and took her out of the line to kind of, you know, clean her up and to call over someone to, you know, say, hey, there's pee on the ground here. Can you like bring a mop and like clean it up? Anyway. As I'm doing that, the lady behind me didn't know that there was a gigantic puddle of pee in the line. So I look back over and she's literally like sloshing around in the wee, I guess, because the wee is it's warm, right? So you just, it's not like it's cold water. So she didn't even know that she was standing in it. She's like, she's like moving back and forth because she was talking to the person in front of her, like serving, totally oblivious. And she's like sloshing around and I go, excuse me. And I put my hand on her and she kind of like flinches back. Like, what are you kind of like, what are you, why are you putting your hands on me? And I said, look down. And she goes, oh, it's okay. It's just water in it, isn't it? And I, I shake my head. I'm like, no. And she's like, oh. And she's like, oh, it's it's okay. I've got <laughs> I've got daughters. It's okay. Um, so that was that was very lucky that she's that she uh, has daughters. She's like, oh, I know what it's like. It's okay. And, <laughs> and that was it. We just ran out of there basically and left the lady to one of the staff to to clean it up and did not get our lunch. We got our lunch from somewhere else that day. So anyway, that's two funny stories about Indian olives and one lesson today. So I got an email from a client <clears throat> the other day. 
And she said, hey, Luke, I saw this guy doing this on one of his application pages. Do you think it's a good idea for me? So basically, this guy, and he's pretty, I'd never heard of him before, but looking at his client list, he had clients like Amy Porterfield and some other big names, and I'd never heard of him before, but seeing his name, uh, the clients that he had, he you know, must be a pr pretty prominent expert. And anyway, one of the, he had like this sales page for his program. You click the button, you go through like, you know, your, the application progress, uh, process. And one of the questions that he had on the application was, do you have, um, if the program is a good fit, do you have $2,500 to invest, uh, to like, you know, to, to book your spot, like to hold your spot in the program? Something like that. Do you have $2,500 today to book, to, you know, to hold your spot in the program? Yes or no type thing. And, and my client was asking, is that a good, is that a good thing? Should I ask, you know, uh, should I do that on my form, right? And, and the, the, you know, the logic is, well, if, if I ask that question on my f application form, just like, this guy, just like this guru guy, then obviously I'm going to know whether people are kind of ready to invest, right? I'm going to know if they have the money. And I see coaches do that. I get this question pretty regularly, and this is why I'm recording this podcast episode. Again, there's that logic there that's like, if I ask these this question, like, are you ready to invest now? Or if the program's a good fit, do you, you know, are you ready to invest? Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready? Like those types of questions, again, because the logic is, then you'll know whether they're ready to invest and then you won't have to like get on a call with them the problem is <laughs> it doesn't work out the same way if you're doing this to a market that doesn't know you. Like, so one of the things, and this is why you have to be so, so careful, kind of quote unquote funnel hacking other gurus because they can do things and get away with things that you are not able to, or let, you know, coaches that have a, a, a much more unknown, right? In the market. So, for example, if Frank Kern, Frank Kern couldn't do something like could do something like that because people kind of know who Frank Kern is already, right? So this guy that um, was sitting with this sales page, he was asking that question because the people coming through already knew him, and I and I think that's probably where a lot of the email, a lot of the traffic for this sales page were probably coming from his email list. So you could quite possibly ask that question if the people know you, right? If they're coming through from an email list, they know you, they know about your program because they've been, um, uh, because they have been reading about it in your emails, but you definitely wouldn't be able to do that to cold traffic to people that don't know you, okay? So again, this is why you gotta be careful about kind of funnel hacking or modeling other gurus because often with their positioning in the market, like Frank Kern, for example, could do that to cold traffic because most people know who Frank Kern is, so he could get away with that. Um, you know, I wouldn't generally because not many people know me <laughs> as much as Frank Kern, so I wouldn't ask that question. And the other thing is a lot of coaches, you know, we, we try to create these shortcuts because we don't want to, you know, kind of get on the phone with people that, we, that may not be qualified. And we often ask these questions that actually disqualify people that are often could be a really good fit for our program because we, we're trying to ask these tricky questions on our application form and actually disqualify people. So what I, um, what I say, and this is what I do for my own business now, even though I'm bringing on salespeople, I ask really limited questions on the application process. It's just like, the first question is, um, uh, oh yeah, what's your website URL? 
and who do you help and how do you help them? That's it. So the website URL I can look at like just to see kind of like get an idea of their their market and their message. And then the um, uh, the other part about um, yeah, who do you help and how you help them, that's just so I know that they're an actual coach. You know, if they feel like I'm an e-commerce store, then I might send them an email saying, hey, we work with coaches. I noticed that you put an e-commerce store just Know, just clarifying, are you trying to sell e-commerce products or are you trying to sell coaching, right? So it just allows me to get that clarity. But I will, you know, my team and I, we will get on the phone with, if you've got a website, you know, and, and sometimes even if they don't have a website, they'll say, I'm just launching, that's fine. So anyway, um, the point is, be careful with asking those types of questions be, and, and just modeling gurus in general because they can get away with their positioning in the market with more stuff than than you can. So I would, um, I don't know the sales page that I was looking at, I don't know if cold traffic was going to it or email traffic. If it was email, you know, as I said, you probably could ask that question with email, but again, you, you might be disqualifying people before, like that are actually good quality prospects. So a question like that is, you know, listen to the question, right? Do you, if the program's a good fit, do you have 2,500 uh, to put your deposit down, all right, or to you know to book your you know, to hold your spot in the in in the program. Again, this is where the prospect doesn't really understand the value of your coaching until you put it in the context of their problem and the outcome that they're trying to achieve. That's the whole point of sales, right? And getting on the phone with them so you can go through that discovery process, like what are you stuck with? You know, where's the, find out where the pain is, find out what they're trying to achieve. And then you explain your program in the context of where they are and what they want to achieve. And then they are much more likely to say, oh yes, sure, now that you've shown me how I can get from point A to point B, with your program, sure, I'd be happy to put down $2,500. So do you see how that's, now they're much more likely to say yes after they've gone through your sales process and they can see in the context of their situation. But on a, on a little application form with just a little question that says, you know, if it's a good fit, do you have 2,500? They might be thinking, oh, well, and because they're still not clear how it might help. Right, so again, this is the danger of asking questions like that. And even if I was speaking to this guru, I'd still say, look, dude, dude just get rid of that. <laughs> just get rid of that question, just get, your, the people on, on the phone, take them through the sales process, and, and again, once they understand that value, then people are much more willing to invest. So I would say he's even disqualifying people that probably could be a good fit for his program because he's, he's assuming, making that assumption that oh, if they don't have $2,500, uh, then you know, right now, that they're not a good fit. Because I've spoken to a lot of people that didn't have the money, but just this lady this past week, she invested in my program and she didn't have the money initially, but she went out and got financing and then signed up, right? So if I asked that question for her, do you have $2,500 right now? The answer would have been no. But again, because I put it in the context of her situation, I showed her how I can help her get to 10K, 15, 20K a month. I mapped out a plan for her. Now she's gone and found the money, right? So you see it. So even for this guy, I would say, dude, just, just remove that question and get them on the phone and take them through your sales process and you'd be surprised with how many people will actually say yes, even if they don't have literally 2,500 in their bank, how many will go and find that money. So anyway, that's just a, a lesson on applications and modeling gurus. Okay, so if you're getting value out of this, I'd love an honest review. Uh, just go to reviewlukespodcast.com. Reviewlukespodcast.com, it'll take you about 10 seconds 
And if you do that, you just flick me an email and say, hey, look, I reviewed your podcast. And what I'll do is I will send you a workshop called The One Sentence Offer That Gets $5,000 Clients. And uh, it'll show you how to sell a high-priced program and show you how to package, position, and price your program in a way that people really value what you do and they'll spend a lot of money on that program. Okay, so go to reviewlookspodcast.com and then I'll send you that workshop. See you in the next episode. See you then. Cheers. Cheers.